Hello there, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining us. Another episode of Talking Fights. Fantastic Friday night panel. Here we are. We've got a new person in the studio, JJ, right? And uh, Mike, of course, ready to just let us know what's going to happen on the weekend. And uh, I'm ready to go as well. So, uh, JJ, if you want to introduce yourself, maybe uh, you can start. And then uh, then we'll start off uh, with the uh, fight information that Mike's got lined up. Guys, so I, I want to say a big thanks for having me on. This is my first time. Breaking. I go by JJ, as uh, you just heard from Tim. And decided to start. Start talking about these, uh, this fight coming up this weekend. All right. Yes, man. Yes. I can't wait. I'm excited for this one. Come on, guys. The Assassin has his next assignment, the electrifying Adam Azim. We all know, man. Blue chip prospect, 7-0, 6KOs. He will return to the ring yep. Saturday, February the 11th. This one's happening at Wembley Arena in London against South American Santos Reyes, who is 12-0 with 3KOs. Um, with six consecutive stoppage victories, including November's stunning two-round de demolition of the highly regarded Ryland Charton, uh, Azim has now established himself as, you know, the world's leading lightweight prospect and considered by many as the future world champion after his breakthrough 2022. Uh, the young prodigy was bestowed with accolades for his astonishing run last year, including the BBC Sport Young Fighter of the Year Award and the Boxing News 2022 Prospect of the Year, which we touched upon on Talking Fight. Uh, Azim's trainer, Shane McGowan, uh, was also declared Trainer of the Year by leading UK media sport outlet, Give Me Sport. Uh, Azim takes the next step on this journey to world title contention next month, live and exclusively in the UK and Ireland on Sky Sports, and marks a significant career milestone as he headlines a major British arena for the first time. This is crazy, guys, man. Like, yes, Adam Azim, this prospect, you know, prospect of the year last year is now heading up one of the cards. This is going to be great. If uh, the amazing Adam Azim can add a seventh consecutive stoppage to his own record in the process, it will underline his staggering potential. All-time great Amir Khan, who won his first major world title at the age of 22, but has predicted Adam Azim will win a world title even sooner. Uh, Rails hails from Nicaragua, a Latin American boxing powerhouse, which has produced names such as, you know, Alexis Agrulo, uh, Ricardo Maggiora, and, you know, went 4-0 in 2022. He's the current WBA uh, Central America champion and successfully defended his title with dominant decision victory in December. Then on the card, man, I always love to see this girl back in action, man. Sweet Caroline Dubois. 5-0, 4 KOs, takes a big step up on February 11th when she faces highly experienced Argentinian national champion, uh, Yamila Lean, uh, Ab <laughs> sorry, mouth a little dry here, Abelindela, uh, who is 15, 5-1 and one with 3 KOs, uh, best known to British fans for her WBA Intercontinental title bash uh, with Natasha Jonas, arch rival Terry Harper in March last year. Uh, she successfully defended her Argentinian national title four times since winning it in December of 2020, uh, is making her second visit to the UK. Um, Dubois' standout amateur career in which she became youth Olympic champion, world youth champion, and four times European youth champion has transitioned seamlessly into the professional ranks. Um, you know, like her stablemate Adam Azim, she went 5-0 in 2022 and marked herself out as one of global boxing scene's talent to watch. 
And, you know, we got English middleweight champion will be on the line when newly crowned champion Tyler Denny, who's 15-2-3, makes his first title fence of the title he won in November with the win over um, Manchester's Brad the Stig Ray. Uh, challenging Denny in the undefeated Cornwall man Brad Pauls, who is 16-0 with nine KOs, uh, brings his 56% stoppage ratio to the ring and goes into the bout off the back of the win at uh, London's O2 Arena last summer. Three stoppage wins in three fights, two of them coming inside the first three rounds made 2022 a year in which young prospect Vidal Riley, who is 7-0 with four KOs, marked himself out as a rising threat in the stacked cruiserweight division. So on February 11th, he turns his attention to Taj, who is 7-2-0 with five KOs, a boxer series tournament veteran, and aims to make it judgment day for the law graduate and Waterford Grammar School alum uh, and starts his 2023 campaign in style. Guys, I'm looking super forward to this uh, this card. This one gets underway early. It is in the UK. It's going to be a 2 p.m. start. So, you know, mark that one down, guys. Set it up. If you got to work, set your PVRs. Let's uh, – Graham, you looking forward to this card at all or what? Yeah, Zach Jelly. Uh, we've talked about it often. Uh, I know he's on the undercard, but uh, he's he's someone who we've mentioned a lot. Um, I, I can't remember if you just mentioned his name, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him fight. I'm looking forward to our girl uh, Caroline Dubois as well. Uh, the main title, and uh, not really too. I'm not. Hey, how about this? An English word. I'm not too chuffed about it. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, on the, on the undercard, there are some fights I'm looking forward to. What, what about uh, you, Jamie, Jamie TKV. Got to remember him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to the week award. He is back in action, looking for his fourth win, looking to stand defeat. He's taking on Harry Armstrong, who is 5-0-1 right now. So, you know what? Heavyweight bout. We're going to see it. It's going to be great. I yeah, believe yeah. it is the only it is the only scheduled heavyweight bout on the card. And then we got the cruiserweight with uh, Vidal Riley taking on and right. so it's uh, it's going to be a great uh, a great turn of events, man. We also have uh, Hassan Azim on the card as well, um, brother of Adam. So definitely going to be uh, going to be some great action here. Uh, Tyler Denny, Brad Pauls. This one's for the B, you know the British English middle. Uh, you know Zach Chelly, WBA Continental Super Middle Title vacant is on the lines. Anthony Sims Jr. Yeah. So I just mentioned. Okay. Yeah, no. But I, t I tell you one thing, you know, any fight that I've ever watched, I always packed. It's, it's always packed. There's always super fights over there. I, I just tell you one thing, definitely needs to take over over there in Europe and then come to the States and find and 130 uh, pounders over here and see what he got. Uh, he, he will have to bring it away because here is where the big money fights are made so i i'm super excited i love the fact that we got two fights in one day and watch them both you know all day so uh, i'm super excited for this fight hopefully he can bring those talents over here to the states be nice it would be nice that's for sure uh yeah graham i know the english ones they're always, uh, they're always pleasing. You know, Carl's always got some things to say over there at Last Bell Boxing about, you know, the greatest hotbed of boxing always, yeah. Right. But they did put together a pretty good card. I am kind of excited to see Adam Azim again. You know, he did have an amazing 
amazing 2022. Uh, you know, the real deal. I think uh, I think we're seeing the beginning of a, a legacy that's being born here uh, in Adam Azim. Definitely he impresses every time he's out. And you know what? It gets better every time he's out. A little more refined, a little more, you know, focused. You know, every 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 outing, he's growing as a fighter, which is great. You know, he is still really young. He is now ranked 131 in the world out of 2097 in that super light division. So, you know, and that, he's only he's only 20 years old. So, you know, he's got a long career ahead of him. Definitely does have a long career. Definitely looking forward to, to uh, seeing more of him. Uh, I, I, I tell you one thing, it's going to have it tough too, because there's so many, many good guys in that division, but right now, um, he's had, he has to start getting through that mid level opposition and, um, and then he'll be you know, the, the big, big, the big fight. So I'm definitely looking forward. He, he, he is, he is, a, and, uh, you know, it's going to be an exciting fight, right? You know, the gentleman he, that he's fighting, he. And uh, and it's not gonna be an easy one. So no, you know definitely. they're both. Undefeated. Yes. Yeah, definitely they're definitely. both undefeated, and we're and I'm looking forward. Yes, me too. Me too. I'm super looking forward to this one. I'm uh, I'm thinking I'm thinking um, you know Santos Rio is gonna put up a hard fight, but I think Adam Azim's gonna come through and win this one. I think he's gonna take it. I think it's going to be a nice, brilliant finish. I think it'll probably end up being a contender for maybe the knockout of the week. We'll see. You guys will have to tune in on Sunday to find that out. Then <laughs> we, we got the next card. We got the next card. We're going to talk about here's, you know, Vargas, Foster. Hey, Vargas. Yeah. Got to talk about this kid Vargas for a minute, man. Ray Vargas, uh, you know, locked up, did some time. Uh, he's looking to, um, you know, he got locked up. It opened his eyes. He wanted to give it his all before it's too late in his career. Uh, you know, inmate at a correctional facility in his hometown of Orange, Texas in August of 2017. He felt abandoned by his people and thought, you know, who were his friends and wondered what would come of his boxing career after suffering this kind of, uh, you know, setback. He's, uh, he's willing to get in there now, though, and show us exactly what he's about. Um, you know, undefeated two-vision world champ, Ray Vargas, top contender. Yeah. Uh, Oshik Foster previewed their battle for the vacant WBC featherweight world championship during the vital press conference, which eventually Foster had to be removed away from, uh, got a little heated, you know, it's, uh, seems to be, it seems to be, uh, you know, the last couple of years that this stuff seems, you know, seems to be happening. Now uh, he, he, he's, he's stepping in for Flores, right? Flores was originally scheduled to fight Ray Vargas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sorry, um, sorry. Yeah, no, no, you're you're correct. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Nine p.m. This one gets underway, guys. Uh, it's taught by Vargas in his quest to become three division world champ against you know the hungry challenger Foster. Um, this one, there's a lot, there's a lot of great undercard action here. Uh, Mario Barrios uh, taking on Giovanni Santiago. This one for the WBC Continental America's welter title. Barrios, you know, he's twenty six and two, and uh, you know Santiago fourteen two and one. Uh, Lanier. Pero is on this card taking on Victor Vikers. So there's going to be some big heavyweight action here. This one's for the WBA uh, heavy. This is going to be a, a great, a great, uh, great event, man. I can't wait to see these get, big guys get yeah. in there. Yeah, smash, smash each other. Um, then also we have his brother opening up the card. 
Uh, I, you know, profiled him, uh, Danier Peril. He's two and zero right now in his professional career. Uh, this kid tried several attempts to escape his country to come here and get signed, and you know what? He magically made it. <laughs> we don't know how. We don't know what date he arrived, but we know that he is here. He is signed. He is in the gym training, and he will be on this card taking on Daniel Zavala, who is two one and two. Honestly, Peril's last knockout was just devastating. So, guys, if you're looking for a big, you know, a big show, showtime finish, you're definitely gonna want to watch um, this guy fight. Man, his last fight only lasted 19 seconds uh, for the pro debut for Baker. Uh, you know, sorry, Baker, you kind of got uh, a hiccup in your <laughs> in, in, in your in your debut, man, uh, you know, there's a little something that he's now got to go back to the drying work is he got smoked pretty hard by uh Perro. Perro's got some heavy, heavy hands, uh, you know, fighting for his home country, you know, highly tuned amateur. He's now ranked 851 out of 1,339 in the world in that heavyweight division. Expect to see this guy climb in quickly. 6'5", 23 years old, weighing in at 245 pounds. So, yes, another one of these gigantic heavyweights that uh, seem to be just, you know, coming up these ranks, man. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. We do have some uh, some other undercard action. We got a couple of debuts. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's always going to be good, man. It's always going to be great fights. But the top, it's Foster Vargas, WBC, World Super Feather title. Barrios, Santiago, WBC, Continental America's Welter. Pero, Vikers. Can't wait to see that one, man. We haven't seen Vikers out in a while. Another big heavyweight here. You know, 30 years old, Ukrainian, 6'5", 81-inch reach, 255 pounds. This guy's a beast, man. He's ranked 56 out of 1339 in the world right now. We have not seen him out since December 17th, 2022, when he took on Franklin Lawrence in Germany. Uh, that one went eight rounds, unanimous decision. So, yeah, he's going to be looking for a big stoppage here. Definitely one to watch, guys. Mark my words. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. That card is going to be really, really good. Uh, starting off with Argus, you know, I've seen him fight several times. Uh, you know, he, he is 32. He has a lot more experience with 222 rounds with only 10 rounds. Uh, for Foster, uh, but at the same time, he's not your tip leader. He is a Mexican boxer, so yeah, man. he 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 loves to dance around the, the ring. And Foster is just gonna be chasing him everywhere. Um, and I tell you, Foster has some power, and Ray Vargas is going up in a new division that, that he's never been there. Uh, to fight someone that's been, let's see if his power transfers over to, to that division. And mm -hmm. uh, definitely, I, I did a story on yeah, this so. fight early early in the week, and I think uh, my money's on Foster. You know, Foster Foster's a heavy hitter, man. Um, you know, I, I like Vargas. I like what he's about. Uh, you know, he's he's getting up there. You know, highly tutored, decorated pro. 
you can't you can't ask for more. But Foster, he's got something to prove. Um, you know, he's looking to really make his mark. He is ranked number one in that super feather division in the United States. He's ranked number four in the world, you know, and uh, he's he's really you know he's had a hiccup in his in his career that uh, you know saw him incarcerated, but you know he's not here to waste his time, and he's he's here to take you know hey. take the hands and kick ass. And that's he, what it's about. He's the uh, uh, hungry, you got to beware for those. Um, you know Vargas, he's already a champion in the super. So he, he might not feel like he has as much more to prove. So, so you, you got Foster coming in, never been the WC champion, trying to get that belt, and it's it's gonna be an interesting one. Yeah, this is you know this is his uh you know his first world title approach. Uh, you know he's he's gonna be hungry, man. He's he's got something to prove. That's for damn sure. You know that that kind of. That kind of thing, you know, you've been to that ring so many times, and this is only your first time, you know, going going into that world title shot. You're going to make sure that you make a statement. So I'm, I'm thinking, uh, you know, look for a finish, man. I think, uh, you know, those Mexicans, yeah, they dance, high-volume punching. We're going to see a lot of that, man. We're going to see a lot of, uh, you know, they can also take damage, man. They're warriors. Those Mexican fighters are warriors. They don't know when to quit. You know, their corner's got to save them most of the times from themselves. But expect high volume punching. Expect Foster to be swarming. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great main event. Yeah, it will definitely. And, and and Vargas chin has already with Masago, and he went down and, and he came back and won that, that fight. So te battle tested. He, he has a big heart. So I I think even if he goes down twelve rounds, but who knows? Let's see tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, everybody, everybody get a great one. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Vargas, you know, you can't count him out. He's a warrior, 32 years old, you know, 222 rounds. You can't you can't shake that off. You know, that win over uh, Meg Sayo, that was huge. That was, a, that was a huge fight. You know, before that, it was the unanimous decision over Baez. You know, he's, uh, he's in there, man. He's definitely the one to watch. He's definitely going to be the favorite. But you know what? You can't count out the underdog who's hungry, hungry, <laughs> hungry. <laughs> and, and good, and good. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, I think Tim Tim Witherspoon's coming in. <clears throat> Tim, Tim, how are you? Come on, Tim. Hey, Tim. Yay! Why why he didn't send me? Look at that beard. Look, look. <laughs> That's hey. how long he's been waiting to get on. He's been waiting. I'm how you doing? I'm waiting for? I got my grandkids and stuff, so I'm kind of late. See them over there. <laughs> That's no, three no. of my fourteen grandkids. <laughs> How many? I got fourteen grandkids. I don't want to show you this underneath wow. there. <laughs> you, let, you letting it come in, eh, champ? You letting all the gray come in? Uh, no, I just didn't shave. <laughs> I got a bit. Of, I got a bit of gray too. Hey. Okay, who we, who is who we here with? So we have uh, this is, this is uh, this JJ. JJ. <laughs> Look at that belt. Are you going to talk about Ryan Rosicki? Yeah, let's start, let's talk about him. Let's talk about him. Yeah, why didn't he send this to my email? He he put it on WhatsApp. Did he? <laughs> I got uh, my laptop right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was confused as well. It took me a while to find it as well. 
Oh, okay. All right, no, we're going. Let's get no, it on. No. Come on, guys. All right, here we go. Ryan Rosicki, there's, there's a fight going on in uh, in Canada right now. Tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan Rosicki out of Nova Scotia, I think, right? Yeah, he's out of Nova Scotia. Um, yeah, it is going on tomorrow night, isn't it? Yep. In Hamilton. In Hamilton. Just around right. the corner from us. Man, maybe we should uh, maybe we should be on our way there. <laughs> <laughs> look Not at that gray, you make me look old. Yeah, you do. Right? <laughs> look like Don look like Don King. Oh no way. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't have the hair for it. So so you guys were talking about the fights. Who's our yep. who's our who's our who's our guest? This is our this is our newest host on Talk and Fight. JJ, oh, he's out of JJ. Atlanta. He's out of Atlanta, and he's uh, okay. He's, I'm a, he's going there. The, he's, I'm he's going there in a couple of weeks. Hey, is is, is Holyfield oh, oh. still based? Is, is Holyfield still in Atlanta? Yes, he, he's still based out of here. Uh, he's uh, all based out of here. Yep. I, I, I've Evander. Seen him, and I've and I've actually seen him. Walking on the road, getting out of his car. So, yep. I, I thought you were going to say, "Oh, I've, I've even been uh, having a few rounds with him lately." <laughs> even at even at his age, he, he he'll still do some damage. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, he is strong. I seen him sparring. Who was that? Oh, John Ruiz. I seen the video. I don't know when it was, but it looked he looked pretty okay. He hung in there with John Ruiz. And matter of fact, John wasn't really. It was today. I saw it today, but I don't know when the video was. Hmm. It looked really good. No, it's this John, not John Ruiz. Um, Andy. Andy Ruiz. Right. Andy Ruiz. I seen him spar with him, and and they go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, leave that alcohol alone. <laughs> Water. <laughs> yeah, that's why he did he, really that's good. That's why was was, two hands, go one for the water, go one for the beer. All right, we're going to talk about a, a fight coming up in Hamilton tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Rosicki. Ryan Rosicki, 16, 1-0. Oh. Uh, he's ranked 17th in uh, the world, taking on Arturis Gorlovas, uh, who's 10-2-1, cruiserweight division. Uh, yeah, Hamilton, Ontario Athletic Commission. Three lines for oceans putting it on. Uh, there's there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of great Shania. Uh, Jake Doust, one of those ones. Get my uh, shaver. Gonzalez. Come uh, here. Caroline Redmond, five and one and oh. I'm Take sorry. It. I'm sorry. Sylvia Barraza. Um, this is some good fights, man. I can't wait. I'm surprised we uh, we're not gonna be ringside for this one. Me too. Yeah, I'm surprised we're not ringside for this one. Maybe we should uh, get, gotta we'll get, to, get in touch with Three Lions Promotion. We'll have to talk to our producers about this. Yeah, we will. We'll have to talk to the producers. Uh oh, not there. <laughs> I, I think I, I think our I think our talk and fight helicopter is already booked anyway. But uh... yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure it is. <laughs> All right, keep going, keep going, Mike, keep going. Uh, as, yeah. we, as we watch the champ have a shave. Yeah. <laughs> live, live on Talk and Fight, right? right. Hey, this, yeah, this is the what? only place. Is that? 
Uh, yeah, you know what? I can't wait. To okay, see go this. ahead. There's gonna be some great, there's some go great ahead. Canadian players on this card. Uh, you know, really? a lot of a lot of people sleep on Canada. You can't, man. We, uh, you know, we got some great fighters here, some great representation. We're gonna see some great guys who are trying to keep that O intact. Uh, yes. Tristan Brooks, two and O, taking on Emilio Silva. Yeah. Uh, Stefan Dronjak, who is two and oh, trying you know, trying to keep that oh, taking on Marlon Jerez. Um, Retta Benbazi, uh, taking on Dylan Rushton. So, we got uh, a bunch of guys who are sub five fights here. Uh, you know, want to want to make a statement, want to show them what they got. And uh, this is a it's gonna be a great undercard man of Canadian boxing, definitely. Some great fights on here, taking place at the uh, Hamilton Convention Center, Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Have you okay. featured on uh, Female Friday, Carolyn Redmond yet? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't. But uh, she's, she's looking pretty good. She's due. She's due. Uh, Super Welter uh, out of Guelph. Uh, you know, she's ranked three out of four in Canada, 15 out of 77 in the world. You know, she's been 33 rounds, sporting that 33% knockout rating. Uh, her last fight, she lost the decision to uh, Diana Tapia Castro. So, you know, she's going to be looking to make a statement and, uh, you know, add, a, add another add another notch to that win and knockout column. So <laughs> definitely going to be some good fights on the undercard there for sure. Yeah, good fights. I've, right. I've been hearing a lot about uh, new up and prospects coming out of uh, Canada. It's really a delight to see uh, the, the world of boxing just growing everywhere uh, when it was just, you know, and 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 some spots on this planet. So um, you guys are, uh, in Canada are getting uh, more and more into this and and bringing out all these awesome fighters that will leave the mark. You know, and, and so uh, you know, kudos to you over there in Canada, and and uh, hope, hope these amazing fights. Well, there's some tough boxers. They had some tough boxers years ago now. They had, okay, the Hilton brothers. They had, uh, they had some bad boys coming out of there. And them Hilton brothers, one of them brothers, don't mess with him. I forgot which one it was. You can't mess with him. It was Stewart. He died. There was, there's, there's like four of them. They were some fighting brothers, man. Remember the Hilton brothers? Yeah, absolutely. Them boys were some bad absolutely. dudes. They came to Don King's camp and then back off of nobody. That's why we got respect. There was a lot of black, real quick, there was a lot of blacks there in the camp. And they were white guys and they came in. Everybody gave them respect after a while. They day, man, because they didn't back off of nobody. They didn't care who you were. Alex, 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 David. Stewart and Jimmy. They my family. They my family. They were some tough. They didn't back off of nobody. I don't care who you were. I was like, I like them boys. I like them. I saw, I know, I'm not, hey, man, they some good dudes. But they would not back off from you. They don't care what nationality or whatever. I was like, okay. And the drinker did. Drink some alcohol, too. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> those are good days. I am surprised. They, they were very successful, man. Um, you know, Dave, yeah. Dave, Dave Hilton Sr., uh, you know, 65 wins, 16 defeats between 1958 and 76. Oh, wow. his dad? Yeah, his dad. Dad, too. dad too, man. Dad. I used to talk to him all the time. What was his record? 
His, his dad's record, he was 60, uh, 65 and 16. Wow, that's all lot, these years. Yeah. Oh, they used to come together, man. They used to talk. His dad was real nice. But Stewart, not Stewart. Stewart was kind of like disrespectful to some people sometimes, but he was cool because he was the youngest. Alex was quiet and could punch his ass off. <laughs> Davey was the boxer. Davey was the oldest in the boxer. But Davey Alex, Jr. he could punch. Alex could punch. <laughs> that was them some good dudes. Everybody gave them respect at Don King's camp. Everybody. They said, don't mess with them boys from Canada. <laughs> you ever get to bar any of them? Uh, one of them? They were too small. They were, they were, they were smaller. I, I might have messed around just play around with, with Stuart, the youngest one. He got he died in a car accident. Um, he was just young trying to find out the future. That's all. That's why he was so mit mistress running doing little bad things he was young but he he was pretty good too and you could tell if he would have grown more he would did really good but then i heard i felt bad when he passed away um is it a car accident yeah, or something car, car accident. it was a car accident yeah i believe it was a car accident yeah they hey if you was in camp with them they 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 kept to themselves a little not kept to themselves they was cool but if you mess with them they are not backing up i don't care who you are and that's what i respected about them and they stuck together too yep yeah those types of guys that that time you know very tough to don't make how they how they used to so yeah that i'm sure you're much, uh, 25 years ago right yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure you remember George Chavallo. Yeah, that's my man. George is a nice guy. I can't believe it. I ain't gonna talk. Hey, look, guys, I ain't trying to steal the show. No, but by all means, Chavallo, I was cool with him. I had a chance to meet the great George Chavallo, and I was shaking hands with him, and we talked. He's quiet. I don't know about you guys, but he was quiet, and we talked. He just look at you and say something, then he look back. And then, but I've never seen him go any further than that. I've never seen him get really active. He always moving around a little slow, and then he talked. But you guys might know more. He was cool. He had the he had the best chin in the boxing. I think. I think he had you the know, best chin. He he was a he was a great fighter. Um, he's having his troubles medically these days. But I met him back when I was a waiter, uh, in 1977, actually. Uh, and he was just driving through. We, I was a waiter at the Holiday Inn out in Oshawa, and I met George Vall, and he came on with a whole bunch of people. And uh, my maitre d' at the restaurant said, aren't you going to get his autograph? And I went, uh, <laughs> I went, who is he? I mean, he was the quietest one at the table. And I went, who is he? Which he one was. is he? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah he so he, he, was, he was a gentleman, like a real gentleman. Um, yeah. We have, we have, a, we have a historian who does a show on talk and fight his name's lou eisen and he constantly highlights the fact that canada has had over the years like over hundreds of since like he, he, they had fights um like just after the civil war had ended and and canadian fighters would go down uh black canadian fighters would go down from canada to fight white white uh fighters uh from in the south uh and he he taught this um, not one i think two shows ago he mentioned say that again fight. say that again the south of canada or south of north, america south of america so he went this 
this white, this black Canadian fighter from Nova Scotia in and around 1890s went down to New Orleans just just out just decades after the Civil War had ended to take on a white fighter. So you can imagine the crowd, right? Yeah. Anyway, anyway, the, the, the show host that we have on our show, Talk and Fight, Lou Eisen, he described this fight and it it must have been incredible uh, for a black fighter from Canada to go down to New Orleans just a decade or two after the Civil War had ended and then take on, and beat, by the way, and beat this white fighter. And that, so the crowd was astonished. So Canada has a very unique history in that it's always produced great fighters like Lennox Lewis. Um, you know, and 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 right, well, well, where Lennox from now? Where is he from now? Now, okay, originally he was born in England. Okay, he was he was born in England, but his mom uh, moved him over to Canada. He got trained uh, in Canada. Went on to win uh, the gold at the Olympics, if I'm not mistaken, for yep. Canada. Yeah. And then uh, went to where the money is over in England, and continued his heavyweight career in in England. And uh, you know the English see him as the best English heavyweight ever. Well, even how old he, was he? How old was he when he went to Canada? Uh, like a, a wee man, like a six or seven. Oh, like he, was, he was very young. He's so Canadian, he, then. He's Canadian. How how we how we how we was he? Yeah, no, he. I'm, I'm talking like six, six or seven years old. Very, very young. Young. Yeah, he's Canadian. He's Canadian. But anyway, anyway, we, we have this argument all the time with our English friends, <laughs> uh, you know, about uh, whether he was Canadian or English. But at the end of the day, he won gold for Canada at the Olympics. Uh, a, a great fighter, on, nonetheless, a great heavyweight fighter, Lance Lewis. He's still around um, and having fun. Um, Wow, did we ever jump off topic there? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we were talking about we were talking about uh, Ryan Rizicki, uh, yeah. out out of Nova Scotia, uh, the main event uh, in Hinnam. Oh, I know what I was going to say to you guys. The reason JJ, the reason that uh, Canada had to take a bit of a back step was because here here in Canada we have ten provinces, couple of territories. The biggest province is Ontario, where where Mike and I are from. And uh, we had a even even back when you were in diapers, Muhammad Ali used to come and fight at Maple Leaf Gardens here in Toronto. OK, and uh, Toronto had a huge boxing history, huge in terms of attracting big names to Maple Leaf Gardens, having fights practically every weekend. And then this fellow stepped in a boxing commissioner by the name of Ken Hayashi, and he absolutely destroyed boxing here in Ontario. It'd be like mm. someone saying, it'd be like someone saying to Tim Witherspoon, "There'll be no more boxing in Pennsylvania." Period. What did he no do? More. What did he do? For, for some of the things that he did, um, he would make it impossible for the promoters to actually make money. He would not allow people to fight on a card, but then would tell them last minute so they couldn't find a replacement uh, to to stuff in that slot. So promoters were losing money, canceling shows. Uh, he wouldn't have doctors stay ringside uh, after the fight. Um, he would, you know, he just wouldn't allow venues to happen. Uh, he made you jump through all these, like, all, like all these hoops, you know, he promoted safety, but then like, wouldn't make things safe. There was all this stuff that he was doing. He was just trying to like kibosh everything across it. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of promoters that actually went bankrupt and lost their promotion companies dealing with this guy. You know, can you imagine having, you know, having your eight card fight set up, ready to go. And the day before he's like, oh, okay, well, these two can't fight. These two can't fight. And these two can't fight. 
and now you have what 20, 12 hours to fill the slot you can't do that so you know these these promotions yeah. drop so you would do stuff like that and you know it just it made it it made it impossible for any promotional company to try and make money uh, it made it hard for any professional boxer to really you know gain any sort of notoriety and you know then our fighters leave man they go down to the states they go to mexico they go to the uk you know they go all over the world because you know we have no transition you know we got great we got great programs leading up into the olympics and you know olympic youth boxing and all this kind of stuff but then it's like as soon as the olympics is over we didn't have we didn't have a structure to transition these amateur boxers into the paid ranks so they had to seek that somewhere else and where is that uk so, so united states are, Mexico. so are you seeing a change right now and the change are you seeing uh, more fighters being able to do and, and work at their craft thing uh that was going on back when i was snipers <laughs> yeah no now 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 there's a big change we got a young promoter uh by the name of lee baxter who uh, has made it his mission to put Canada back on the map as the mecca of Canadian boxing. Uh, you know, he's done a deal with the zone, uh, you know, and, and they're showing his stuff. Cedric, what's up, brother? Long time no see. Hello, hello, champions. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, man. Hey, hey. So, so to our American friends and uh, UK friends who are watching right now, I mean, Cedric can probably fill us in with respect to the Ken Hayashi regime and how he actually destroyed boxing here in Ontario, uh, because Cedric is now the uh, head coach of Boxing Ontario's program and bringing forward all those young amateurs and hopefully transitioning them into the professional ranks. Is that right, Cedric? Yes, yes, yes. I don't have my foot in, in the professional door yet, but um, I mean, I'm guiding these, Not yet. Uh, these Not yet. amateurs hopefully the right way. Um, but yeah, so so now that that Mr. Ayashi has gone, the the professional boxing scene in Canada is, is rising. It was already it was always good in, in Montreal, but in Toronto, Ontario, it's really booming. You know, there's fights, there's, there's shows like every other month, if not every month. Um, so it's really it's really good, man. Really excited. I'm assuming we'll get, you know, one of the one of the major belt holders will have a fight in in, in Ontario in the next couple of years. I'm assuming it's my prediction. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's looking good. Looking good. Well, listen, listen. If Cody Crawley, if Cody Crawley, who's ranked what number four, four in the world right yeah. now, if he ends up fighting yeah. for that title, you know he's bringing it back home, and you know that venue is going to be Rebel Nightclub. It's going to be Rebel Entertainment Center. You know that. Nice. They got some tough boys over there. I'm telling you, I'm telling yeah. you they got some yeah. tough boys over there. Young Canadians, they got some tough Canadians, man. I'm telling you, I witness it. <laughs> I'm serious. He's talking yeah, about no. the Hilton brothers. There's another boxer. There's another boxer. Um, besides the Hilton brothers, that was what's his, what's his name? Someone was welterweight or junior middleweight. Uh, Lucas, Eric Lucas. You mean Barbara to tell me junior. only the Hilton brothers? The Grant brothers. No, nah, they're the grand okay. too, the grand okay. brothers. Okay. Okay. Were they black? Oh, he's frozen. Yes. Were they yes. black? Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, were, the grand brother. Like one of them, that. one of them had the title, right? Did one of them have the title? 
Yes, yes, yes. One of the Otis Grant. Okay. Okay. Otis Grant. Yeah, I remember. Yes, I apologize. I haven't met. It was the good old days. From Atlanta. Right now, Cedric's in the talking fight helicopter, so things are a little tough for him. <laughs> anyway, wait a minute. So you didn't, know. I was saying hello we didn't to talk our, that to much of guests from Atlanta. Yeah, man. Hey, uh, uh, hey, thanks for the hello. I do live, uh, reside here in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, hey, you know, are, are coming out as, as well. Um, and can't wait to get more into it. So I'm looking forward to, you know, continuing on with the show. And uh, let, let's see what. Nice. nice. Welcome to the family. I'll, I'll be and down in Georgia. On, I should be down in Georgia with um, Terrell Biggs' brother, Xavier Biggs. He's doing he's doing a, uh, a fundraiser for his brother that that uh, won the Olympics and I think in um well what it wasn't eighty I don't know you know Terrell Biggs when he won the um Olympics so he having a, a thing on the fifth of March down in Georgia I don't know which city but um I'll be going down there because I got two grandsons and my daughter down there I'll be down there Xavier Biggs you got a gym down there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, once, you once, heard of Xavier? Once we don't show, uh, no, no, I haven't. But once we're done with the show, uh, we could definitely exchange some contact. A touchdown over here in Atlanta. You know, and uh, we could discuss. Um, definitely. It's called Decatur Boxing Club. Oh, Decatur. I think that's where they at. Yeah, Decatur Boxing Club. He down there with all those those women. He down there all them pretty women down there. <laughs> George, Georgia peaches. <laughs> yeah, Georgia peaches. <laughs> I put Tony Tubbs down there. That's about it. Then I went down there. Um, I went down there. Wait a minute. Did I go? Now that's the only time I went down there. But I'm going down to see my daughter. I put Tony Tubbs. I forgot where. You know. And um, it was pretty cool. Not a pretty fine woman. Now I wasn't Getting back to the main I point of the show. <laughs> You're right. Hey, guys, I can't agree with <laughs> this stuff because you know, I am married and I'll be in trouble right after we get off of here. So let's not talk about that. Hey. Hey, real quick, I got five daughters. I don't be neglect. I mean, not neglect. I don't be trying to chase women. I got a job to do. Raise this little daughter I'm with, you know. And I just be talking stuff. I, I do need to get. I do need to find a girlfriend. I do need to. Cause I'll be snapping on her all the time. I'll be like tense. But it's nothing really bad though. It's nothing really bad. And I like what I'm doing. Well, that's good. You, you don't need you don't need to chase any more women because you don't need any more daughters, right? <laughs> I feel good about I feel good about doing the right thing, and 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 I don't want her to be chasing men and men and men. You know, I want to I want to be a good example. I got four more daughters; they all got kids. 
Um, so I want to be a good example for them and other another young ladies. So I try to Tim, keep things on the right line. I do need a girlfriend, though. I need I'm, a girlfriend. Yeah, right. Champ, how, how scared shitless? How scared shitless are the boyfriends of your daughters? I, I never seen some of them. It took a while. It took yeah, a while. Like, every time I go away to training camp, you know, I go to training camp and I mean, hey, where's where's my where's so and so at? Oh, stay out somewhere. You know, I come home, I know they was you don't see no dudes. No, it, it took a it took a while. It took a while for for you know they wouldn't come around and then they did okay. when they got older. When they got older, yeah. I seen their boyfriends. But ain't none of them get smart with me. None of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a teddy bear. I'm a teddy bear. You know, I don't be out there wanting to fight and stuff like that. But I will. I will get. Hey, I know what I did. I know what I did because my dad, he wasn't around all the time. He was cool, but he didn't direct me. He didn't direct me. And um, I did good. I did good. I ain't really treat women bad at all. I didn't. I did good, you know. Shucks, you can't do yeah. that, man. You can't, you can't be out there womanizing the women. <laughs> it sounds like you, it sounds like you did well, Tim. But uh, you know, if you want to attract the women, you, you got to have a shave before the show. <laughs> <laughs> that shows you that I don't be. If I had chasing women, I would have shaved. That's right. That's I right. Was, I would shave one thing. Team Canada, bro. Hey, I would have shaved. I would have shaved, but I. <laughs> you see me doing this. Look, they see me doing this. <laughs> see, see, we 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 can find we can find you clients who you can train, Tim, and we can also find your girlfriends if you shave. <laughs> yeah, I, hey, I, I'm really Speaking having a lot of fun, there... like bullying Shania. There's no fights tonight, brother. I'm Nothing having... to watch. I'm yeah, having fun bullying Shania, my daughter, and bullying my gang grandkids when they come over. That's how I get my um energy. That's how I get my my stuff off me. I'll be bullying them, but I have fun. it's like a fun bully. It's cool though. I don't have to chase girls. It's going to come. Everything Carlos, will come. Carlos Carlos Cuadros versus Lamberto Matias down oh. on Canela TV. It's a Mexican fight going okay. on right now. When is Senator, that? When did Team Canada do last weekend? What's that? Cedric, how did how did how did the tournament go? It was good. Ontario got uh, six gold medals, two silver, ten bronze. All right. Yo, that's that's, that's all. Be, that's all because of the head coach, right? That's all because of that head coach. That's right. Way to go, Cedric. Yo, Cedric, good work, tell the hey, person driving with you to pat you on the back, bro. Good job. <laughs> Way to go, Cedric. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, speaking, speaking, speaking of that, hey, let, let me interrupt, guys. Uh, one of our original show hosts here on Talk and Fight, Scarlett Delgado, yeah. actually, actually won. Um, uh, she won her division, yeah. Uh, she, she's congratulations, the yeah. Do you have any more? Fills in, fills in, Cedric, fills in. She's one of the six gold medals from Ontario. She's on the, the Canadian national team. Um, and she actually, um, she should have won. If not, I can't, I'm not sure if they gave out medals, but if they did, she she would have got best female boxer of the tournament because she had three fights and she looked like basically flawless in all three fights. Looked very good. She showed her 
superior skill level to her to her competition, and she looked very good in all three of her fights. So yeah, she looked really good. Wow, that is really cool. And then for the guys, um, kid called uh, this kid called Kioma Ali. He's gonna be the next one coming out of Canada. That's gonna make some noise. So remember that name. Him and his sister, Kiyoma what Marie. What nationality is both he? Both won national champion. What nationality is he? Um, well, they were both born in Canada, but I forget what their parents are. Somewhere from the Middle East. But they were both born in Canada. Okay. It's not like the Lennox. That seems like a lot of situation good. situation where he was born. <laughs> not like Lennox, huh? <laughs> that seems like a lot of good boxers are coming out of the Middle East, too. Yes, yes, they are. They are. Well, a lot of those guys are. Well, a lot of those guys are dedicated. They eat properly. A lot of them pray. A lot of them, you know, I'm not saying the skills. I don't know about the skills. A lot of them do a lot of. Uh, uh, they don't be drinking and partying like we do in the country. But in them, to me, in those countries like, like there, they they kind of like stick to the, to the uh, rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. you definitely got the dedication, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, uh, lots and lots of dedication. I mean, that's what a tank world, honestly, you couldn't get in the ring and perform very well, intoxicated the weekend before. So, you know, you, you definitely have to show uh, some way uh, of de determination in order to get in that ring and. And be successful. Discipline is key. Yeah, exactly. Like shaving. I know this real quick. I know this. Uh, <laughs> uh, this boxer, he three and zero with three knock. He three and zero with three knockouts, and he's in. He's he's in Italy right now, but he's from the Middle East. He prays all the time. He's three and zero, three knockouts, and he couldn't get no fights. He couldn't get his uh, passport. And now he was asking me to help him. Uh, he got a long name too, and <laughs> and I'm keeping touch with him. I'm trying to get him some help. He's three no three knockouts, but he's he 32. His name is Asabazi Dali something. <laughs> I got his name. I've been in touch with him for like I get, I've been in touch with him for like four or five years now. And um, turn that light on, Tata. Yeah, and um, I think he want to come turn the light on. Tata, don't do that. I'm on the show. I'm gonna show you. Look, turn that light off. That's my granddaughter. She being bad. We're we're but, almost but, we're almost but, done anyway. It's, we're almost at the hour. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh, craving. Come on, craving sit, down. Sit, down. sit down. Sit down. Be on the show. Sit down. Uh, be another, on the show. Another fight was just announced for Dubai. So I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of big cards being announced for both Dubai. There seems to be a bit of a competition going on yeah, between the Saudi Arabians and yeah. the uh, Emirates. Uh, they're yeah. putting on some big shows these days, throwing up some big money, by the way. Hey, Tata. So we're, we're having uh, ourselves uh, internationally, globally. Hi. Hey, we've been approaching uh, promoters in both Saudi Arabia and Dubai, uh, whether we can host some shows, live stream some shows from there and promote some of their fighters and their fights. So yeah, yeah. boxing is growing globally uh, and we're, we're part of it. As a matter of fact, 
uh, we are talking right now with a, with a big promoter in Tanzania, the biggest promoter in East Africa. He promotes fights in Uganda, Kenya, Tanzania, and uh, he he's, he can't be on, because of the time zone. He can't be on our Friday night show, uh, but he, he definitely wants to promote his fighters uh, on our show. So they're they're watching Talk and Fight in East Africa, and uh, and they're learning they're learning quickly. You know, it's, it's, it's not just about what's happening in England, it's happening in America or Canada, but we've got to take take a look at what's happening around the world. Uh, so the fight's going on around the world. Um, so anyway, I was mentioning to Mike, there's a fight going on in Mexico right now. Uh, we can't we can't ignore those Mexicans. Nope. <laughs> there's so many of them. Okay. So many. You can go. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a lot of them. Uh, honestly, a lot of the Mexican fighters uh, is that a lot of people like to pay to watch. You know, you you're constantly getting active, uh, um, and not a lot of dancing around. So, uh, I mean, if put a Mexican definitely gonna watch it, um, and I'm pretty sure the rest of the world watch it, especially with, with you know both both uh, be giving each other. So. Uh, yeah, definitely see more of those, um, and you know, bring it yeah. to the states. You know, there's if if you go on Box Rec and go pound for pound for Mexico, there's 58 pages and 2,884 registered professional fighters that are active right now in Mexico. How much? Say that wow. number. Mm. So 2,884 active registered. On the pound for pound list for Mexico. Wow. That is nice. That is nice. That's just, that's just male. That's just, just male fighters. Whoa. Just male 2,884 registered, active on the pound for pound list in Mexico. Well, you, you just got to understand of Mexico, a huge amount of boxing legends. That all these young to throughout the years, and honestly, I don't think that's ever going to stop. Continue, uh, you know, that 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 movement down in Mexico is world. It's a, it's a way. It's a way for the poor families to even feed themselves, man. You know, like, so you know, some of these guys don't have options. The options either, you know, what become a boxer or become a cartel member. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, but 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 you. They're fighting all over the world. There's so many registered that they're fighting all over the world. You know, I, yeah, I see them in Australia and England. You know, they're they're fighting everywhere. They're everywhere. They should have the other alternatives. Alternatives. You know, they should have ever. You know, should be a situation where they should have ever other opportunities. Opportunities too. I know is you're getting hit up inside your head and every but I wish there was other opportunities too. A lot of opportunities. Yeah, man. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. What about the scientists and what about scientists and cooks and and all that other stuff too? There should be other options, right? Yeah. And, and- yeah, they, that's a lot of boxers. 
There's there's two hundred and there's two hundred and fifty nine females. Oh, okay. Two nine. That's kind of guess that. Would that be high? Would that be high? Two thousand eight hundred and eighty four males registered. And more every day. More every day. Say that again. Because you what you only there's two thousand eight hundred eighty four male registered fighters in Mexico. More every day because you got to think about this. What's the age? Seventeen? You can turn pro in Mexico. Yep. Then Canelo turn. Canelo turn pro at fifteen. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was 15 back then because, you know, Canelo a long time ago, right? Hey, get my cord. Yeah, three or four years. Get the yeah. white cord. <laughs> All right. Are we up? I think we're at that time. We are, man. There's we are. Hurry up. So where's that? Where's Plug this Are we going to be watching fights on <laughs> Friday night with Tim Witherspoon and his family. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wait a minute. The Witherspoons. It should be stuff, a dumb stuff you do not see on any other boxing show. Right? Yeah, hold on. Steady, hold on. Welcome back, though. Eh? Plug it in right there. We're going to pick a nice knockout for this Yo, Sunday. It's Brian. Brian ain't your pop pop. Hey, I'm your pop pop. Okay. Brian and Nick, so. All right, here we go. Let me find this. Let's let's sign off as soon as he comes back. Okay. Yeah, man. Uh, What the hell is going on here? (laughs) That's what we need. More more cussing from Tim Witherspoon on pocket fight. Hold up. Cedric, you doing a scorecard this weekend for the fans? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. The scorecard will be back Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m. Sick. Which fight? Which fight you doing? There's two of them. Um, Ray Vargas versus um, uh, up and comer. I forget his name. And then there's um, Erickson Lubin versus Carlos Adams. Dames. Dames at 160. Yeah. Pounds. Yeah. He, he, the Vargas was going to fight uh, Flores. We mentioned earlier, but now he's taking on this uh, Oshaki Thomas. Yeah. Osh- uh, He's, yeah, he's taking on Oshiki Foster. So that should be interesting. I'll do a little bit of research. Yeah, yeah Fo- Foster did some time in the pen. Uh, he got released. Uh, now he's ready to make a statement. He's been in the ring 21 times. It's his first title match. He's looking to make a huge statement. So, you know, it's uh, it, it, should be a, it should be a great main event. But uh, Barrios and Santiago are fighting on the same card. Lanier Perro is on the card taking on Victor Vikers. Two heavyweights there. That's going to be a big one, man. Both those guys are undefeated, looking to stay undefeated. So, you know, the card's got tons. Oh, and we did uh, we did profile his brother, Dan Yerpero, the big heavyweight, with that nasty knockout, 19 seconds. Uh, he's opening up the card. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Pero, bro. Cuba. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. The, the, he attempted seven times to make it to the United States, but somehow was denied every time and then ended up showing up. Hmm. I wonder, kind of, wonder what kind of raft he made to get here. <laughs> Wait a minute. Right. I'm almost finished. I'm going to look, look out for time. it. I'm going to sign off. Okay, Google. It's time, time, time to go. Yeah, man. Thanks for all right. the talking fight family. Yo, thank you, Tim. Cedric, uh, great to have you back. JJ, guys, look out for I'm his show. going to be dropping soon. Sorry, great. man. Pleasure. 
Thank you, Talking Fight fans. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the Friday Night Panel. You know what it is, man. We got to go work so you don't have to, man. We'll see you Sunday, 9.30 for the scorecard with Cedric. And we'll see you at 4 o'clock for the knockout of the week. And, guys, you know what, man. Fighting <laughs> solves everything. Make sure you remember that. And we'll see you next time. Hey, buy me a coffee. <laughs> Use that QR code. Thank All right. you. Thank you very much. Use the QR code. Buy us coffee and beer, man. Support the channel. You know what it is, guys. We'll see you next time. Same channel. <laughs> New topics. Adios. Okay, see you guys. Bye. Bye.